Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the wrestling podcast Getting Over. We are talking Backlash, or as it's formerly known, WrestleMania Backlash. Not entirely sure what's going on there, but uh, yeah, that's what it's called. We've got the usual Getting Over crew. And we're predicting what we think is going to happen in the matches that are coming up this weekend. If you're watching us on YouTube, not only do you get to see our guest introducer, our special video introduction, you also get the opportunity to subscribe and be one of our lovely YouTube subscribers. If you are just listening along, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you could subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts, that would be amazing. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast getting over. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, if you will. Welcome along. It's time for Getting Over, number 33. And this time we are here for WrestleMania Backlash. Um, you, you might already know how I feel about that if you listened to the last episode. We'd normally start by introducing everyone. So let's go for that. Who have we got with us today, you might ask? Well, for those of you on YouTube, you'll be able to see we have the... Ever present, Mr. Andy Cook, the head honcho of Cookie Cast, the bearded one, possibly above him, is above him to me, but the, the, the other bearded gentleman, Mr. Matthew Moore, and the ever so slightly orange tinged one in the other corner, Mr. Paul Williams. Yeah, he gets Hello. <laughs> we would normally start the podcast with the predictions title. Uh, things are a little bit different this time because we had um, an interim WrestleMania roundup. Uh, that, that Mr. Cook is currently showing that um, and basically rubbing it in that he didn't ever post it to Matt. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, post we... office was closed. I, I, I tried. I tried many, many times. Um, closed though. Sorry. <laughs> many, many times that you can count on no fingers. Um, so we already know who the reigning champion is by that. So after an absolutely dominant performance through the WrestleMania predictions. Mr. Moore is the current champion. Um, after the biggest show of the year as well, two nights worth of predictions. So again, kudos. But if you've if you've not listened to the WrestleMania Roundup episode, sorry, we've just spoiled that for you, but feel free to, to head on back, pause this, go back, catch up, like and share and subscribe and all that good stuff as well in the middle. Um, but we will see if Matt can hold on or if we, or indeed our brand new, first time ever, if you want, guest predictor can relieve Matthew of the hardware. So, news in wrestling since the last podcast. Quite a bit has happened in what feels like a short space of time. Um, last time around, one of the things that we talked about was the now seemingly annual dark day of the 15th of April and um, the release of a few notable superstars. Well, since the last podcast, there's been a bit of a mixed bag of comings and goings on, on, on both ends of the spectrum. Um, the hiring of a, of a new superstar, or rather the re- 
return of an old one um, in all red everything. Miss Eva Marie. What a bizarre move this is for me. Um, I mean, vignettes on Raw state that she's come back to where it's all where, where she started to pass on what she's learned in the journey. I mean, I don't want to go in hard right from the off, but I mean, it's not going to take a long, is it? Really? Um, what do you guys think? Has she, has she got herself some like ring wear that doesn't malfunction every five minutes, or you know, because I don't remember seeing a wrestler match, so <laughs> I just remember it was like a a kind of hokey kind of thing of every or every match something happened with her ring outfit and someone had to cover her out up and off she went again and then next thing she she'd been released i've got zero interest <laughs> i was like why are we so excited about this you know I, yeah in in all in all like in the in the interest of fairness and a bit more seriousness, at the time when she was around last time around, it kind of like was the cool thing. Like people, it was it was cool to boo, boo Roman Reigns and it was cool to like crap all over Eva Marie's wrestling skills at the time. But to be fair to her, she does seemingly have uh, you know been and put a bit of working in the background. Um, obviously, she was famously trained last time around by Brian Kendrick, um, but I think that like more work has gone in since. Um, so let's give her a chance um, in in the sense of so let's see what she's like when when the bell rings. But um, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna drop in with my ready to grumble nice and early this time around. Somebody hit me with a timer, please. I might even run over this time. Who knows? <laughs> well, we'll see. As uh, there's no running I'm, over. There's no running over. Right. Hit me, Paul. Go on. Right. Hit you, yeah. Okay, well, I can there. I can serve you a nice plate of chops if you'd like. Yeah, uh, three, two, one, go. When generally speaking, storylines are already on their ass. Why are we being force-fed with recycling of dead angles? So this time round, she's coming back, and it's been billed as evolution. A bit like Emma Lucian last time, and a bit like. Every other time they've tried to have somebody dress as a model, like Carmella in the interim, it's just not working. Just pack it in. Just let them wrestle, please. Please. There we go. Right on the time. So that was my 30 seconds. For those of you that are new to the podcast, we do Ready to Grumble nearly every time. If it's something that takes our fancy or not, as the case may be, we get 30 seconds to mention it. And then never to be mentioned again. Thrown over the top rope, if you like. Um, so, where to next? So, we've mentioned that there was a hiring of Eva Marie. Uh, there has also been another departure. But rather than a release this time, it's due to the expiration of a contract. But what a big contract it was. Uh, Daniel Bryan's contract ran out a short time ago. Um, and his final match took place on SmackDown a couple of weeks back. And essentially, it was universal title versus employment um, against Roman Reigns to suit the current situation. Of course, Daniel Bryan lost uh, and, and has subsequently been moved to the alumni section on, on WWE.com. It, it kind of remains to be seen if he's going to turn up on another element of WWE programming at some point. Um, I mean, I don't think there's one person... It's certainly in this room, but maybe even in the extend in the extended planet that that would be absolutely salivating if he turned up in NXT. Um, that that would be incredible. But obviously, there's plenty of other places he could go as well. Like, what, what do you guys make of that? It's funny one, isn't it? Because 
you know, like I, I, I was listening to something the other day, and apparently he was really upset about the fact that WWE wouldn't clear him to wrestle previously, and he had to go and like pay for his own like doctors to clear him and go with this evidence to WWE, and you kind of think, you know, maybe that's like really stuck with him, and he wants to go and wrestle. You know, and if he's not got much time left wrestling, then maybe he's just going to go and wrestle everybody. Like, he's got a list of people who he wants to go and wrestle. He'll go to Ring of Honor for three months if he wants to, if there's people in Ring of Honor that he wants to wrestle. If New Japan, if there's people who wants to wrestle in New Japan. He's, you know, when, when he did the, um, was it the, the Cruiserweight tournament? He seems to be really, like, well kind of up on his wrestling. He seems to watch not just WWE stuff, he seems to watch, like, all stuff. So, like, you know, Zack Sabre Jr., for example, if, if if he wants to go and do technical stuff, does he want to go over to Japan and kind of spend some time wrestling there? Um, you know, obviously, there's the usual kind of smart kind of reference to AEW. Um, but I just think, I think maybe you'll just spend, a, you know, even if it's just six months of just possibly doing his own thing and wrestling everyone. I mean, the best thing that I heard someone say was, you know, and I think they were, they were taking the piss, was like, you know, the, is it Triller, the thing that Jake Paul fights on? You know, if they just said to him and CM, CM Punk, here you go, here's 10 million each, you book the match, you do the kind of thing, we'll just stick it on the undercard of, uh, of the next Jake Paul thing and people pay to watch that and you kind of think yeah fine you know if, if, if he's not got that much, you know and he'll get a nice job in WWE as a trainer or as, um, as a writer or something like that and obviously he's not gonna he's not gonna I think when, when people mention AEW I think that one's the least likely one because obviously Total Bellas is the, is the cash cow in that household and they're not going to want to piss off, you know, anyone at WWE because it'll be a surefire way of getting rid of that particular program. Um, so I, th- I think I think that, that I'd be very very surprised if he turned up in AEW. Very very surprised. I agree with that. There was um, there was something I'd heard on um, a podcast a couple of a couple of weeks ago where they'd said something like. If, if you were an investor that, that had like an interest in wrestling, would this not be the sort of time where, if you've seen how, like, how well AEW's done with like, their release and stuff like that, would you not sort of think, well, maybe test the waters, throw some money at CM Punk, maybe throw some money at, at Daniel Bryan, some of the other guys who haven't been signed, maybe like a Will Ospreay or something like that, so you can get him out of his Japan deal. Um, just like sort of see if you can put together like a third... American company to sort of challenge the other two and stuff like that and just have those two as like your, your front runners and stuff like that um, and it's almost like if he did if, if he has left um, I, I don't know if it's if it's a case of he has actually left or not but is it is it almost like the, the Cody Rhodes thing where he's put together like the like the list that he wants of the people that he wants to wrestle like Cody when he when he first left um and it's it is that point at the moment where he, he can basically just 
charge whatever he wants and people will pay it to see these dream matches like and like you said that it, I'd be very surprised if he does go somewhere and if Punk's got like the itch that he wants to scratch I'd be very surprised if he wasn't if he wasn't the guy that he ended up having the match with I, I just I overall f- again I alluded to the NXT thing right at the beginning I feel that it's a bit of a a bit of a ruse in the sense of there's there's also been talk of like <clears throat> like working relationships with other other companies and I think that like he's got that indie darling kind of background so he could be almost like the ambassador without the Ferrero Rocher kind of a deal <laughs> like off off he goes and uh, sort of builds the bridges and and kind of you know works the matches on those as if as if he's kind of, you know, signed for them instead, but ultimately with a view to, to coming back to either NXT or, or Raw, because they were very specific as well, that it was that he was gone from SmackDown. Yeah. And that, that always kind of, it's one of them, and it? You've been watching it. Angle alert, angle alert, angle yeah. angle alert. It's basically that. It's just going off in your head, isn't it, I suppose. So, so anyway, we'll, we'll we'll move on from that. But yeah, it, it'll, to me, he'll be missed because I think he's been great, especially like since the turn of the year and obviously making like the WrestleMania match and stuff and, and what have you. I, I think he will be missed. But but yeah, we'll move on. Uh, but as we as we briefly mentioned, NXT, um, the NXT Takeover was uh, the In Your House was was a great event last year, and it was actually the crowning night of uh, former Women's Champion Io Shirai. Or well, WWE have announced that. In Your House will return for 2021 on June the 13th. And just like last year, Todd Pettengill is back to host the festivities. So, well well played. Proper kick in the nostalgia again. So, I'm quite happy about that announcement. Um, and then speaking of, uh, of announcements, AEW have also announced that they're going to make a return to touring shows uh, from as early as the 7th of July, starting at the James L. Knight Centre in Miami, and then shows in Austin, uh, and Dallas, Texas, uh, are scheduled to follow. Not really any mention of WWE following suit as yet. Um, a couple of reports I was reading saying how disappointed WWE will be not to be the first to go back to touring. I think they will not give a flying monkeys at all because the amount of money they must be saving by not doing house shows and stuff and what have you at the moment. Um I mean, I did. I did actually because I'm sad. Um, receive a copy of their financial report for the last year. It's actually downstairs, ready for me to to read. So maybe at another time I can bore you with statistics, but I won't go into that right now. Um, with regards to them um, actually returning to any kind of touring, again, if I, this is just personal speculation, I, I I wondered if if sort of SummerSlam was was a good time to return if they're going to do it because they can kick off with a big sort of fans event have you know people live in attendance again for SummerSlam and then use that to kind of you know make it big make something happen and then I'd, uh, seen, I'd seen a rumour that, that, that SummerSlam might be Madison Square Garden I think that, that's I think that's what I'd seen somewhere on on one of the kind of thing maybe Meltzer possibly on Twitter I think might have been kind of giving that one out they've you know, it's a, it's a big splash, isn't it? It kind of like look, we're back and back, yeah. kind of back again, back from kind of where where we kind of started, kind of the big big shows kind of thing. That that's got legs as well because it obviously it was 
usually build as almost like the, the the birthplace, wasn't it? Of you know, it's the birthplace yeah. of WrestleMania and all the rest of it. So yeah, that that could have some legs to it. Um, they have revealed the date, though, haven't they, for SummerSlam? So it's going to be on the twenty second of August. Um, but but yeah, no no venue concrete. But yeah, we'll, we'll maybe yeah keep an eye on that, and and who knows, maybe. We'll have to give Matt a point for predicting that this far down the line, as he absolutely won't need it. But um, we'll see. So, so yeah. Just uh, before we move on to the predictions part of the podcast, um, just wanted to give a bit of a shout out to somebody who I've been in touch with, uh, certainly in the last few days. Gentleman uh, goes by the name of at that backdrop guy on Instagram and Twitter. Um, if you, you might have spotted in previous podcasts and now that I am a bit of a collector um, well that backdrop guy does specialise in doing backdrops for display cabinets and all sorts of stuff he does some really cool work not just for wrestling um, if you've got any other kind of interests whether it's like you know Marvel, DC Turtles, whatever um, go and check him out on, on Twitter and Instagram well worth a follow and um, at some point when I get my cabinet set up with the, the backdrop in I shall, uh, I shall drop some pictures online, no doubt, as well. So look out for that one. Um, he, uh, he, he did message me today. Uh, I said I, we were recording and I'd drop a little mention in for him and uh, the work that he's put in to turn around my display. I, I first spoke to him about a display board on Saturday and it was delivered wow. to my house four days later. Like, not a design that he had ready to go particularly. So well impressed, well impressed. Um, right then, WrestleMania backlash predictions time. Um, we have to call it that. Can we not just call it WrestleMania backlash WrestleMania predictions? Yeah. Matt, Matt has uh, he messaged me before the the, the recording to um, say that I have to mention WrestleMania every time that I say backlash because if if I keep mentioning WrestleMania, he can channel the power of prediction like he did at the biggest show. I'm I'm disappointed that you didn't introduce him as WrestleMania Paul and WrestleMania Andy and yourself, self WrestleMania Stu. I want well, well, WrestleMania Matthew. That's what that's what it should have been. I was I was a bit worried I might face some backlash, but um, I'll I'll leave that alone. Oh, WrestleMania backlash. On a, on, a, <laughs> on a similar vein, I did see that um, one of the one of the Twitter followers, I think it was uh, the wrestling memes um, Twitter's their. their uh, Twitter handle they put out the uh, the schedule for the rest of the pay per views for the uh, for the rest of the year and it was um, obviously starting with WrestleMania Backlash, moving swiftly on to uh, WrestleMania Money in the Bank, <laughs> followed by uh, WrestleMania Payback, uh, followed by <laughs> and so on and so forth. <laughs> we got to the end of the year. I'm not not expecting a proper answer to this question, but if they've really thought that through, what's the difference between WrestleMania Backlash and WrestleMania Payback? I'll leave that one with you all. Answers on a postcard, or indeed a tweet. Oh so, my god! Is it like... Is it in... Not, well, I was going to say Inception, but is it sort of like the thread, so that next time will be Backlash Money in the Bank? I think... It'll be Money think, in the Bank Extreme Rules, or something like that, and we'll just pass it on. So it just it continues to roll over. Too far into the matrix now, Paul. My yeah. brain's exploded. It's the money in the bank payback, which is hang on a minute. If you've got to give the money that was in the bank back to, <laughs> so hang on a second. You just a you are talking about a mortgage there. <laughs> WrestleMania oh, mortgage. 
Can can anybody spell tangent? So <laughs> WrestleMania backlash. It's the content they've all come here for. For those of you, um, what we, we'll go with backlash. If I if I make a slip, then I apologise. Uh, but it does go down this coming Sunday, May the sixteenth, live from the new home of the WWE Thunderdome. The uh, I, and again, forgive me on pronunciation. It's got a strange spelling to me. The, possibly the, the Yangling Centre in Tampa. Um, so just just before you go, is, is this for the first time ever on pay per view from this new place? <laughs> Yeah, you could you could say that. Well, they're obviously going to say it, Stuart. <laughs> well, as always, the match card is correct that I have in front of me at the time of the recording. But as per WWE, it's always subject to change. We've currently got six matches confirmed for the card. So let's get into it. Um, the first match on my list is Damian Priest versus The Miz in a Lumberjack match. The continuation of the Mania storyline, Damian Priest has continued to have to deal with The Miz and John Morrison pretty much weekly uh, since WrestleMania. And, and this time, without the help of everybody's favourite bad bunny. Uh, Damian Priest faced off against John Morrison on Raw this past week and the winner was allowed to pick the stipulation for this week's um, this weekend's match with The Miz. After accidentally costing Morrison the match for the second week running, Miz now finds himself in a lumberjack match at the request of Damian Priest. He told Damian Priest told WWE official Adam Pearce his choice, declaring, "Bring superstars from Raw, bring superstars from SmackDown, hell, bring zombie aliens if you have to." Not quite sure about that one. <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever floats your boat, mate. But will the Miz have any plans up his sleeve to counter the constraints that have been put on with the Lumberjack match? What? Uh, well, I should say, what are we going with? But I should also, at this point, uh, introduce, by way of uh, submitting the predictions beforehand, we do have a, a brand new, first time ever for Paul, guest predictor, um, Mr. Mike Jowett. So it's... He, he hopefully will be listening along to this. He has submitted, and he's even gone into the detail of giving me if he thinks it'll be a pinfall submission or DQ. Um, I mean, no particular extra points for that, Mike, but I'm I'm, uh, I'm happy that you were so specific. Um, it was it was maybe the way I phrased the messaging to him. Who knows? But yeah, um, seeing as he is brand new, let's get his prediction down and, and, and out there first. He's gone for the Miz to win. Uh, he did say by pinfall, but um, Mike's card on the table, nice and early. He is going for the Miz to beat Damian Priest. Andy. Yeah, me too. Me, me too, please. Wait, not that. Me too. Just that. Uh, yeah, the 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 Miz for me. Okay. Um, you are in the book, Mister Williams. Could not disagree any more. Quiet, you. The. <laughs> This is where, like, let's let's be honest. Damien Priest, definitely the sort of guy that, that Vince will be pitching a bit of a tent for. Got the sides, you know. He, he comes across like on the on the camera really well. You know, decent promo, good in ring. Um, why would you why would you have Miz beat him? Although at this point, I, I do wonder whether like the Miz pissed in someone's cornflakes or something because he had the money in the bank won the belt had the belt taken off in two weeks later and then he's just basically back to where he was before so he yeah. might as well not bothered 
he did he did have that really good special on the network though that was about all essentially bigging up all the hard work that he's put in over the years um i mean great timing on wwe's part because they could have put that out the week that he won the title but you know whatever <laughs> so, <laughs> that was that was like you said that was very good um yeah just to me it's another one of those ones where beating priest wouldn't make any sense it, it put his character back to uh, uh, unnecessary steps for me so mm-hmm. uh, priest for the win please okay um i'm going to jump in there as well with paul for the exact same reasons uh, by this point does anybody really care about the Miz's win-loss record? He's there for Miz TV more than anything at the moment. Um, Damien Priest, however, is still feeling pretty pretty new, so he, I think he needs it more, so I'm, I'm going for Damien Priest. And then as uh, the reigning predictions champion, Mr. Mork and weigh in last on this one. I've gone with the Miz, because I think they're going to drag it out even further. I think they're going to keep on dragging the storyline out you know there'll be chicanery with the lumberjack kind of thing because Morrison will be in there and they'll probably get Maurice out there as well and there'll be a bit of I think I think they'll drag it out for one more match one more pay-per-view and he, I suppose at some point he needs to have he's had he's had raw matches against the Miz he's had raw matches against John Morrison if this is his pay-per-view match against the Miz then he'll have to have a pay-per-view match against John Morrison at some point so <laughs> maybe maybe you've got a point there uh, right we'll, we'll move swiftly along to the next match on the card uh, which I've got down as the Smackdown Tag Team Titles match it's the Dirty Dogs Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler uh, current champions defending against father and son team of Dominic and Rey Mysterio after missing out on the main card of the WrestleMania pay-per-view, Rude and Ziggler are finally getting their chance to shine on the pay-per-view stage this weekend. And this, I'm, I'm sorry, I feel like we've mentioned it a lot already, but can the Mysterios become the first ever father mm-hmm. and duo to claim tag team gold in WWE? If they do, as well, this is just as an aside, this is no points, but... This is probably for me the last, probably about the last thing on Rey Mysterio's like list of career goals that he wants to achieve. So if this happens, can we see him retiring sort of anytime soon? No. Will Will Rude and Ziggler spoil that plan? I think for me, there's there's only one there's only one way that he's going to retire, um, and for me, that's he gets into a program against Dominic, and then Dominic's the guy who retires him. But then he, but I've always thought this. But then that all, that automatically makes him a heel, and obviously, if he's going to take over from Rey Mysterio, like the, arguably like the quintessential babyface, like it's not easy to do that. I was absolutely convinced that's what they'd do, and now I've talked myself out of it. So I don't really know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Does anybody want to, to hit us with a prediction first up? I'll go first. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's going to be uh, the Dirty Dogs. I think they're going to keep it on there. Uh, Rude and Ziggler. Okay. Alright, so from, from last prediction to first prediction this time is uh, Mr Moore in the book with the Dirty Dogs. Andy was, was eager to get in there, so you can you can take next pick, Andy. 
the Mysterios for me, please. I think this is going to be the start of a of a bit of a run um, down that route that, as as Matt was saying, we've been talking about for a really long time. They they need the the titles to start the storyline rolling, so that Dominic can ultimately turn on uh, on on Ray. Um, because then it just makes it, it makes it that they can do the whole, the, the tag champions that don't get on sort of matches and stuff like that. Uh, but I think they need to win these titles to start this storyline moving. Okay. Paul, have you, have you come to a conclusion or do you want me to leave you till last? Um, I, I kind of like Andy's thinking. <laughs> it's just it just dawned on me then when it was when when he was talking about like him turn like Dominic turning on Ray. I thought he was gonna say like you know he can turn on his dad. And I was like, well they've got the ready made storyline there that he's not his dad, isn't it? <laughs> um, but I think they will get him. I just don't think they'll get him now. Um, so I think this could be the start of a bit of a program between those two teams. Uh, but I'll go for. Uh, Rude and Ziggler to retain. Okay. Um, Mike has gone for the Mysterios to win. And that balances this prediction finally up until my point at, at two and two. I am also going for the Mysterios to win. Uh, tipping, tipping the scales in, in that favour. My reasoning for this is not actually to do with either of the two teams particularly. Um, should... I should have maybe given you guys this info first if you didn't know already, but this past week on SmackDown was the return of Jimmy Uso. Now, Roman Reigns and the family will will predominantly be the, the, the front and centre of SmackDown for the foreseeable future, as it has been for the last however many months. But Jimmy coming back into the fold, um, they've instantly created the story of... Jimmy's not acknowledging him as the head of the table and all this business, which we'll, we'll, we'll get to all that. Um, a bit later on but also how much Jey Uso wants to win the tag team titles again with his brother they ain't going to win them tag team titles off Rude and Ziggler for me they're going to win them off off a babyface team so I think Mysterios will pick up that and I think that ultimately then they'll be the ones to lose to um the Usos on the basis as well they can push it. it's like family versus family kind of a deal so so I'm, I'm pinning pinning my uh, hopes on Mysterios uh, this time around for the for the points for the uh, for the title anyway right then third match on the card is I've got down as the Raw women's title match we've got Rhea Ripley going in as champion versus Asuka versus Charlotte Flair I really didn't want to give a build for this match. I just wanted to use the Tom and Jerry meme that does the rounds every time Charlotte hears that a new women's champion has been crowned. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, have a little look online. But it, every time somebody else gets the title, she's just there. She's just waiting. After missing out on the WrestleMania card, though, the Queen is back to reclaim her throne and she's interjected herself straight into this rematch between the WrestleMania opponents for the Raw Women's Championship. Um, the narrative that's been pushed over the last few weeks as well is is that Flair seeming to have uh, WWE official Sonya Deville in her pocket a little bit. Um, 
Charlotte Flair was suspended for attacking a referee indefinitely, only to be uh, let in the back door the week after by Deville, who then reinstated her. Um, she then complained in front of Deville that she she wasn't in this title match, and Deville added her to the title match. Um, obviously, all the time claiming it was nothing to do with what Charlotte had said. Um, so yeah, I suppose in a match now, not only with the the triple threat rules, but seemingly with uh, an official in the pocket. Any chance that Rhea's going to hold on to the title pass this weekend? Oh, when, Andy, when you Andy started Spirit. speaking and you were like, oh, I didn't really want to give this one a big build-up because I'm just putting absolutely everyone down for Charlotte Flair and moving on immediately. <laughs> and then you didn't go down that route. So I was like, well, this is very strange. Why are we even talking about this match? Surely Charlotte Flair, Charlotte Flair, rinse and repeat, move on. No. Well, look at Paul's face. Look at Paul's face. He's itching to get in with the. That was, that's because, not happening. Right. It's not happening. Even even they even they aren't stupid enough to absolutely kill this this character. If they've spent all this money and like you know time, sort of building her up, bringing her up to the main roster, giving her the match against Asuka, who hadn't lost the belt in what two hundred two hundred days. Who even are, they are not that stupid. Who are you talking about? You're not talking about the WWE. Like, the phrase, not, even they're not that stupid, does not come into this situation. You, you remember right at the beginning of the podcast where I said this is the 33rd episode? Yeah. We've, we've been, been doing this. We're, we're into our third year now. And you realise how many times they've already been that stupid within this time period. Every yeah, but, single... You know, it's listen. This this isn't just any this isn't just any old backlash. This is WrestleMania. <laughs> you know, they aren't going to waste a title change or just a, a WrestleMania backlash. I no no. Maybe I'm not having it. Stu, maybe Stu. maybe the WrestleMania backlash that's been provided is the fact that Charlotte wasn't on the WrestleMania card, and they're, they're not only going to give her the <laughs> title match; they've essentially named the pay-per-view. That's the that's the workaround, isn't it? She was like, "I wasn't on WrestleMania." Like, oh, uh, oh, we'll call it WrestleMania backlash. And then technically, you were sort of on WrestleMania. Yeah, that's fine. Stu, uh, just just stick me down for uh, Charlotte Flair, and while you're at it, just stick Paul down for Charlotte Flair as well, will you? <laughs> Stick Paul down for Charlotte Charlotte Flair. Absolutely. He loves it. Okay. So, just just to clarify then, I mean, I'm not sure it came across. Andy, Charlotte Flair, yes. Uh, Let me just... uh, uh, Yeah, actually, can you uh, you put me down for Charlotte Flair? Did I not not get that across? Did you put Paul down as well? Well, I'm waiting for for confirmation. (laughs) I'll, I'll take it from his face that he wants me to put Asuka down, yeah? <laughs> okay, so Paul's in the book as Rhea Ripley. Thank you. Here we go. Um, Mike has also joined you, Paul. So at this point, it's 2-1 it's two, two against on Andy's uh, clean sweep prediction. But um, yeah, Mike has also gone for Rhea Ripley to win by pinfall. I'm assuming it would be a pinfall on Asuka. Matt, do you want to, do you want to go next? Yeah, I, I've gone Rhea Ripley as well. You're all you're all mental. 
I if, mean, it, if it was Rhea Ripley, if it was Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair one on one, I'd hundred percent pick Charlotte Flair. But I think they're going to work it some way that she defeats Asuka. Asuka's kind of booted out to the side, and then she's left to kind of deal with Charlotte Flair from there. And um, I was really on the fence about this one because when I was writing the match card out, I was very much in the camp of Mr. Cook in the sense of, here we go, that's it game over but the more I thought about it the more I actually the more I actually agree with what Matt's just said they need they need the rematch from Wrestlemania 36 at some point and why not why not be at at SummerSlam so they'll build that up I think Um, I feel I don't know, it may even be before that but um Purely from from a points perspective, Andy, if Charlotte does win, you're in. I was going to say, I didn't realise you guys didn't like points. If I'd have known you were you were anti points, <laughs> Wait, I'd have, uh... I think I can't remember exactly how many, but I think I quite enjoyed somewhere between ten and eleven big juicy WrestleMania points, which are like double, <laughs> double like twenty-two double. points. Look at him getting get his WrestleMania uh... Throw, throwing his Penis title out. weight around. How many how many points did you say you got, Matt? Eleven. I got ten, so I'll let him off. I was going to uh, it's going to accuse him of overinflating then. Overinflating for that little for that little outlet for that little uh, you know out outpouring of nasty What was that? You what? Doing Matt a disservice. He said ten or eleven, and you were like, rrr, rrr, rrr. <laughs> well. And I've, and I've openly said, and it's on the recording, that I was wrong and he was correct. So um, right. I believe these are yours, well, Paul. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, neither of those are my points that you're chucking around. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different kind of point, but, um, you know. I'm, Fe- I'm it's feisty in here tonight, boys. It's feisty. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I may have started something here. I might have to rein it back a bit. I've got brand new internet. I'm not cutting out at all, and I don't. I don't know. Sorry, what? What what, what was that? Sorry, we 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 missed that, Paul. (laughs) Yeah, we 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 should have apologised to the listeners that they're going to have to put up with Paul for the entire podcast for a shame. Anyway, shall, shall, shall we move on? <laughs> I feel like I feel like that blurring out machine for YouTube is going to be working overtime on Andy's end after this. <laughs> so, from one women's title match to another, uh, the SmackDown women's title match this time around is the the newly minted champion Bianca Belair, not versus Sasha Banks though, versus everybody. Well, no, let's face it, Paul's favorite female wrestler, Bailey. Ding dong, hello. <laughs> <laughs> um. After probably what was arguably the match of the Mania weekend, as we discussed last time out, it, it seemed to almost be full steam ahead between, you know, full-on rematch. Here comes Bianca and Sasha again. But after a couple of like seemingly disgruntled promos on SmackDown, Banks has just been nowhere to be seen since, and don't really know why. Not sure about that. Um, whether she's got some sort of extracurricular. Like you know, activities in a galaxy far, far away, or something to sort out. Who knows? But um, I guess we shall see. But stepping in to take the mantle and to chase the SmackDown Women's Championship, uh, uh, as we mentioned, was Paul's favourite, Bailey. 
Um, this is now essentially a battle between the longest reigning SmackDown Women's Champion in history in Bailey and the new Est title holder in Bianca Belair. Uh, who comes out on top? I can tell you what Mike's picked because Mike has gone with Bianca Belair. So he's, he's picked both of the new title holders to hang on. Yes, please. Paul's, Paul's jumping all over that bandwagon. Yes, please. I'll have a slice of that as well, please, Stu. The Fresh Princess. Matt, was that was that an agreement from you, your good self as well? Yeah, yeah. I mean, out of the two, Rhea Ripley's the more likely one to lose, but the amount of build that they've done on Bianca Belair then for it to lose, you know, a couple of weeks later. Agreed. WrestleMania backlash kind of thing would be just bizarre so after last time and Andy giving it oh Charlotte's going to be in everybody's prediction you could have done that this time because everybody every single person has picked Bianca Belair um, yeah that was that was a very very quick prediction I, I can't see it going any other way to be honest I think it'll be a good match um, they've got a bit of history they, they had a bit of a, a set two on Smackdown in the build to the Royal Rumble it was kind of like Bianca Belair's first real kind of like rivalry I guess on the main roster so they've got a bit of background I think it'll be a decent match that one again so from the two women's title matches to the two men's title matches first on my list is the universal title match which is Roman Reigns going in as champion defending against Cesaro Cesaro interrupted Reigns uh, I think it was the Smackdown after Wrestlemania uh, pushing for a shot of the Universal title but the head of the table was refusing to acknowledge him didn't, it didn't even give him the time of day like, Cesaro came out made the challenge Reigns just wandered off no words <laughs> off he went um, and and kind of that disrespect as well is after a number of high profile victories of late for Cesaro uh, obviously Wrestlemania against Seth Rollins um, and then over the now departed Daniel Bryan uh, this past weekend WWE hosted a throwback edition of Smackdown uh, and uh, Teddy Long re returned as the general manager of uh, Smackdown for the night didn't make Cesaro go one-on-one -on -one with The Undertaker or put him in a tag team match player uh, but he did make him go one-on-one -on -one with Seth Rollins once again and as per the stipulation that Teddy put in place if Cesaro was to win he would earn himself a title match he did and here we are but can Cesaro swing the Universal title away from Roman Reigns? Where are we going? Oh, I feel like this might be just the same as last time where I build it up and everyone's just like, yep, yeah, done now. <laughs> it's that standard, isn't it? Like, obviously, they've got their favourites. On the, on the female side, it's Charlotte. On the male side, it's Roman. I don't think he's losing. If, if, if he's going to lose the belt, he ain't losing it until SummerSlam at the earliest. I think I think we even covered in the podcast, it was either the, I can't remember if it was the Royal Rumble podcast or if it was the WrestleMania podcast, but I think we each said that um, um, Reigns would probably end up losing it to someone like not an established star. You'd imagine it would sort of come as a bit of an outer left field loss. I think it was you that said that's due. Um, it needs to be against someone who like you probably wouldn't expect it to be. Um, 
I'm not saying that Cesaro isn't in that sort of ilk, but it just it just doesn't seem like it's the right time for him to to take the to take the belt. Um, yeah. Well, on on that note, I have a, I have a theory. Um, so we've all seen before that Cesaro was going to be the next big thing, and it was going to be the the Paul Heyman guy and all the rest of it. I mean, this is going back like nearly seven years, well, about seven years now. And it just fell flat, absolutely fell flat. And I think at the time it was it was probably not because of anything in ring. He needed. He was obviously put with Paul Heyman because he needed that guy to be able to be the voice. He doesn't need that now. He's, he, he, you know, he's developed on the microphone. He's he's got more about him in that respect. And I think that this is the start of a of a prolonged build. Um. I'm not saying that Cesaro is above the Intercontinental title at all either, because I would absolutely use that in the build. But I think there'll be some sort of almost like crushing way that this this match ends, whether it's what seemingly is now the passing out at the end of the the, the guillotine uh, submission to then fuel him to like work his way back up to that level. Um, and if you, if you listen to the the last podcast again, if you haven't. You can you can do it. You can go and like and subscribe and all that stuff. Um, then I said that they're ultimately in the long build for Reigns, and it's going to be him versus Rock the Dwayne Johnson <laughs> at some no, point. You're utterly convinced by this. I just I just don't see it happening. You know you know how I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there now. Like you know how oh, one thing we haven't talked about is that this is the f- the first time in a long time we've done predictions. And you guys, particularly Matt and Andy, aren't going to get the chance to say the, the the most dangerous three letters in all of sports entertainment because he's not even on the card. So, like Matt and Andy normally pick Randy Orton if he's involved in anything. I mean, that that guy could be involved in a raffle and they'd still pick him to win. I'm going to pick Roman Reigns in every title match that he's in until the point where he picks uh, where he faces The Rock and. If that never comes, then I'll just keep picking him until he loses it to somebody else. But I'm, I'm that that's that is where this is headed for me. I think long, aside, aside, aside from the Rock, um, I think the only way he's going to lose the title is in like a fatal four-way, three, you know, like a three-way dance kind of thing. He's he's going to lose it by not losing it. In, pardon. Without losing it, like yeah, he will be beaten to lose. He's it. not yeah. going to be the one that eats the yeah. pin. If it, if it's not if it's not the Rock, then he's not going to be the one that eats the pin. Unless it's, you know, you you know what the list is. It's the Rock. It's John Cena. It's it, it's the previous cash cows that that that, is go, that are going to beat him because he doesn't look bad being beaten by those ones. What, what's this? Goldberg's booked. <laughs> <laughs> Next time they're allowed into Saudi Arabia or something like that, then. Uh... <laughs> I mean, that that guy is a bigger belt collector than Kenny Omega, really. And he come on, let's be fair. Every time he's in a match, apart, apart from when he faces Drew, obviously. But you know, Kenny's got three, three belts at the moment. <laughs> Nobody gives shit up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, so Mike, Mike, unsurprisingly much like the rest of us as, as pick Roman Reigns can I just get a confirmation that everybody is indeed picking Roman Reigns for this one yes yep right okay moving on then just, be- just oh. before you move on 
I don't know anyone else. I don't know if this is the, this is the sort of the time to bring it up, but for me, there's only really two people who, at this particular point, are like in the in the running to win the money in the bank, and I think it's Cesaro and Big E, and I think it will end up being one of those two that end up taking the title off him. I think I think I said this around the Royal Rumble. I think. This this has to be the year that they push Big E to that next level because if not, he's just never going to get there. And I think that was sort of like that that twenty four that they did on him was excellent, yeah, and, and showed that he, he he's, he's I think he, I think he's been ready for a long time, but. Um, I think it just shows that he's definitely at that stage now where he, he he's due a run with the main the main title, and I think he I think he'd do really well with it personally. I agree, and I think like now's the time as well. Based on the current crop that they've got, they're gonna need to start. They've, they've, to me, they've proved this with Drew as well. They're gonna they're gonna need to start pushing those people that haven't had that run before because. <sighs> They're still leaning towards being heavily reliant on, ex- on, you know, on the experience of the past, like, like your Randy Orton's, like your Edge in the main event of WrestleMania, like, you know, like, like we mentioned, Goldberg they bring back for the nostalgia, or whatever. If they don't start doing that kind of stuff now with the new guys, when those guys can't come back and do the run-ins, what are they going to do? So. Then, like it, it's it's a bit more deeper rooted, you know, for the future as well. I I agree, and how I, I would love it, absolutely love it, if Big E got the the money in the bank. I think because of the positioning at the moment, if it was going to be one of those two out of Big E and Cesaro, I think Big E's more likely to because they seem to do that thing, don't they? Where like somebody gets shit on for a while, and then all of a sudden they've got the briefcase. Um, and normally it works better if it's a heel. But Big E's kind of got that big enough personality that I reckon he could carry that off. Um, not and they'll, they'll, kind of, they'll kind of new day it up, won't they? Kind of, um, yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll turn it into a Nigerian drum or whatever that will be. <laughs> But I think, you know... No, they'll turn it into a pedalo or something like that that he can ride <laughs> to the ring. He'll have, a, he'll have a spare briefcase that's got pancakes in it. Oh, God. <sighs> I mean, th- that'll genuinely happen if he wins it. He'll run down with the money in the bank case and someone will have replaced the contract with pancakes and, oh, he won't be able to cash it in today. Kind of thing. If, if, you've, if you've only ever listened along to getting over, I absolutely implore you to uh, have a little look at the timestamp on your device right now. Go and find that time around that time on the YouTube video, and just see the utter joy on the face of Mister Andy Cook. He lo- he loves him some new day. Loves oh, him. he really, really does. Bootios for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling that the only videos that's going to happen is us off the podcast if we keep pushing that. <laughs> so, I'm I'm pretty sure that I have made it very well known that I'm I'm a reasonable uh, fan of Big E. Um, even though he is attached to uh, the New Day. Uh, I saw something in the last week that apparently he's been setting bench press records in a gym. I like bench press records. I like bench press records. And the pitch, I, I just saw the article 
Uh, but the pictures they were using of him, it's like, he is a big man. He is, oh, he is, a, hen- he is a hench dude. He is a large <laughs> gentleman. When, like, when they were coming up with his ring name, it didn't really take him very long, did it? It's like, what's your, what's your first name? Itaru. Yeah, we can't use that. We'll just, let's, oh, Big E. You actually are. Yeah, that's it. Job done. Didn't take him very long at all, did it? Anyway, right. So, final match on the um, Backlash slash WrestleMania Backlash card is the WWE title match. We've got another triple threat on our hands this time around with... Uh, Mr. Bobby Lashley going in as champion, or as one of my five-year-olds likes to say, Bobby Lashley. I think that's harder to say, and I don't know how he does it, but it still makes me laugh every time. Uh, so Bobby Lashley versus Braun Strowman versus Drew McIntyre. Uh, Drew once again earned the right to compete for the title by beating Braun Strowman in a, and Randy Orton in a triple threat match on Raw after WrestleMania. That was kind of set I think at the time to then just continue the feud and the, between McIntyre and, and Lashley but just to freshen it up a bit they've decided to, to introduce Strowman into the mix as well now as we all know Strowman absolutely demolished Shane McMahon at Wrestlemania Shane McMahon you know the the, the, the height of the, the competitors you would think of WWE title level but you know whatever Braun's now set his, strike, his sights on his, his first WWE title reign um, and the loss in that aforementioned triple threat has not deterred him. A couple of weeks later, Strowman beat McIntyre in a match to earn his way into the, the, this headline triple threat match for, for Backlash. There was a bit of like shenanigans because they've been using the, the team formerly known as Retribution to kind of get involved a little bit in some of the matches that have involved Strowman and um, McIntyre. And I get the feeling that they're still to decide whether or not they're going to align those two with Bobby Lashley and an MVP or not. Or just maybe maybe it's even with Strowman or someone else who's a bit of a curveball, I'm not sure. But they haven't been seen for a couple of weeks, despite getting heavily involved in, in matches between these three guys right at the beginning of, of setting this match up. So whether or not they're going to be due back to, to sort of, you know, stick their noses in, I'm not entirely sure. Um, so, triple threat. Who's coming out with the title? Mike Mike has gone for Bobby Lashley to win. Straight off the bat. Yes, stick stick me down for Bobbly, please. Good old yeah, Bobbly. And, and me, please. And me as well. Wow. This, this is another one where if... If he doesn't have a long run with it, I'll be annoyed at this point because they've built him up as such a like a huge monster killer that if he loses like a quick one to somebody, it'd just be like you've just wasted six months of build there. So he needs he needs to hold it and he needs to hold it for a long time. Like potentially even like Royal Rumble next year. Just as a quick scan of the predictions so far, as that concludes the predictions, because everybody, for the, for the record, has picked Bobby Lashley. Not one, you know, there's no. Go on, go on Andy. What, 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 what? I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure there's, a, there's a clear distinction uh, with who's absolutely winning the title. <laughs> well, <I> would, <laughs> not, not one person 
has picked the exact same as another person. So that's usually a good sign. Um, however, I'm sure there'll be some sort of shenanigans that means that ultimately everybody draws and we're going to need some kind of bizarre five-way um, <laughs> decide a question next time out. Who knows? Um, I have let Mike know, as always, if he does beat us on the predictions, there will be a, a wrestling-related prize headed his way. That is not just an invitation that's open to, to Mike. That is an invitation that is open to you, the getting over listeners and viewers. If you want to get involved, you want to be the guest predictor next time out, give us a shout. You can leave some comments on YouTube. You can get in touch on Twitter um, or any of the social medias, really. Just, yeah, get in touch. Give us a shout. Like I said, that does conclude our predictions, which leads us into the final bit, which we always like to do, the any other business. I am all out this month, gents. I have nothing else. Anybody got anything? I've not got anything. All right. Nada. Okay. Um, I suppose that's it. That that just leaves me to, to thank you all for joining us. Thank you very much for listening or watching along. Thanks to Mike for, for jumping in with the predictions. Um, thank you to our, our very nice, very evil friend, Mr. Dan Housen, for introducing the podcast at the top of the, the show. And, yeah. Thanks very much. Enjoy the weekend and enjoy your backlash, WrestleMania or otherwise. So there we go. What do you think to that? Another one done. What do you reckon to our predictions? I mean, other than the fact that I'm absolutely winning this one. Yeah. Big thank you to uh, the Getting Over crew for doing this one. And for predicting what's to come this weekend. If you're not watching us on YouTube, you got to see our special introduction from Dan Housen. And uh, you got to see our lovely faces. You can also get the opportunity to drop us a comment. Uh, but first, make sure you are subscribing. If you're just listening to us, that's fine. But if you could also subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, that would be amazing. So that's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Bye.